Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt, and I'm the host of this Disney theme parks news podcast. And this is episode 55, where we once again bring you another interview with a cast member. Now, in today's show, we are joined by Danny. She was actually on the show a few weeks ago in episode 51, talking about her time working in the Disney College program. So she worked as a concierge, concierge, and as a runner over at the uh, Coronado Springs Resort. So she is back talking about her time working at at one of the professional internships down in Walt Disney World. So I would highly recommend you listening to that episode first. Again, that is episode 51. I will go back and listen to that one first and then come back and enjoy this episode or just listen to this one. It's up to you. But um, but yeah, so why don't we uh, why don't we just jump right into it and begin another episode of the Access Press podcast. But uh, how was Ireland? Congrats on uh, getting Thank engaged! You. <laughs> Thank you so much. It was amazing. Yeah, I would. I would. Can't wait so. to go back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, already missing it. <laughs> I bet. Where'd you go in Ireland? Um, everywhere. We started in Dublin, and then we went down like along the southern coastline, and then up um, the west side, like on the Atlantic, and then up over into Northern Ireland. Uh, so we did count. Uh, Derry, and then we spent the night in Belfast, and then we headed back to Dublin. So all together, we were away for twelve days. Oh, that's so that's amazing. That's <laughs> yeah, amazing. it was. It really, really was. It was just, it was what we needed, and it was just awesome. It was an awesome experience, and I wouldn't trade that trip for the world. So we're really excited to uh, plan another trip in the future there. Sweet. How did he? Yeah. How did you get proposed to? What happened? Uh, asked me to marry him on the cliffs of Moore. Yes, pretty much <laughs> yes. the only way to do it if you go to Ireland. So yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was amazing. He, we were taking pictures, and then um, this like these two girls were walking past us, and he was like, "Oh, can you ask them to take a picture?" So I said, "Okay." So I asked him to take a picture. He hands him the phone. I turned around to look at something. Like, was he's like, "Where do you? How do you want the view of the picture?" I was like. Well, we've been taking pictures for the last hour and a half, or like the last hour, so you tell me how you want the picture, because you're the one who wants the picture. Um, So he was like, oh, we'll face this way so that they can get like the, you know, the other side of the cliffs and then um, the ocean like behind us. So I said, okay. 
And then I turned around, um, and then I looked back at him, and he was, like, pulling the ring out of his jacket. And I was like, <laughs> what are you doing? And he goes, well, I have a question for you. And I was like, oh, my God, right now? And he's like, yeah. And I said, no. And he said, yeah. <laughs> and then he got down on, on one knee, and then he asked me to marry him. And I started crying, and I said, of course. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's really great. Well, congratulations. That's, that's thank you. That's really something. Yeah. Was that at the so much. was that at the beginning of your trip to kind of start things off? No, that was like literally the halfway mark. So we were there for that was like day six. Yeah, because that was on the sixth, and then we left on the twelfth. So it was literally the halfway mark. Oh man, he he's a. Uh, I don't know how I was able to keep it in for the like the first few days because I, yeah, I feel like well, I would have caved and like just done it like the first night like here it's here <laughs> here take it take it <laughs> yeah. he um, said he wasn't nervous because I mean we've talked about it before like I I knew that's where like the like that was the next step for us I just didn't know when it was gonna happen. Um, and I didn't know that he like went and bought a ring and he asked my parents for permission. I didn't, I had no idea about that. So it was just executed very, very well. Yeah. <laughs> and I was very surprised and I'm like smiling so hard right now that my face hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. I'm really excited. It was just perfect, like perfect timing and it was so romantic and we celebrated in Galway that night. Like the fact that I can say... I got engaged in Ireland at the Cliffs of Moher, and we celebrated in Galway. Like, what is life? <laughs> like, I never thought I'd ever be able to say something like that. So yeah, yeah. it's just, it's a very cool story to be able to tell and a very cool experience to have had. Nice. Well, again, congrats. Yeah. And yeah, I'm glad, uh, <laughs> glad you were able to experience there, of course. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. So, so we're actually, I've already been recording. Um, no, no worries. I figured. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, this will be a nice uh, prelude to, to our conversation we're having today. Um, and go into even more magical things. I'm just All kidding. All magical things. <laughs> yes. So, so yeah, welcome to another interview with a cast member. Uh, Danny is back. She was on episode uh, 51. I'm going to have to double check my notes. But uh, yeah, Hi, it was episode, yeah. Hey, welcome back. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, of course. So yeah, she was on episode 51. She talked about her time working as a... Um, you were, you were, yeah, you were in the college program, correct? I'm already, yes. I'm already blanking. Yeah. Yes. And you, you were, you were a runner over in Coronado Springs and, and front desk. Yeah. Front desk. Yeah. So uh, she, me. so yeah, I'm glad you were able to come back today so we can talk about uh, you, you had done a professional internship, correct? I did. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something that we've, we've never really talked about on the show before. So, and Ooh. honestly, I don't really know much about the professional internships. I mean, I know that. I mean, all I really know is they're they're hard to get into. Uh, mm -hmm. It can be a challenge at some point, and they have they have a lot of different internships, but uh, they're they're pretty selective of who they choose. So, yes. So essentially, the way they describe the professional internships is it's a little bit more prestigious than the college program. There are a lot of roles that you need to have done the college program previously in order to be accepted for it. Some of them are on the parks and resort side, and then some of them are on the corporate side. So um, I had a roommate who we interned together for the first six months of our program, and then she went off to do a role within marketing. So she actually worked for a division of the, of the marketing team called Yellow Shoes, which is a very small department, and they do amazing, amazing work. But it's, it was one of the roles where you had to have done a college program previously 
or have done the professional internship previously and were extending your, your program. So they have a, a couple of different ways to do them, but they are a little bit harder to get into than the college program because the roles are a little bit different. Um, they're a little bit tougher and they are more detailed than what a college program would be. Okay, so you're saying there are, there are some professional internships where mm-hmm. you need the prerequisite of having the college program, and then there are also internships where like any person like out of college or in college can apply for? That I have seen, yes. They may have changed things in the, the past few years, but I know majority of them you do or you did have to have the college program under your belt previously. So they okay. have some that are called alumni only, and then some that are just professional internships. Okay. So, so when you were working at the Disney College program, mm-hmm. where was the the professional internship in your scope at all, or was this like a something that came later? It was something that I knew I wanted to do again, whether it was returning for another college program or returning for a professional internship, I knew I wanted to come back. Um, The initial goal was apply for the college program, get that, and then see where I can go after that or what field I can concentrate on after the completion of the college program. It just so happened that, excuse me, it just so happened that I was doing my research and found out that my dream role that I've thought about since I was like five years old and a little girl in town square was guest relations and that that was actually one of the alumni only programs. So when I saw that that position was posted, I immediately applied for the college program and within the same day applied also for the professional internship as well. And I was at, at that point, I was like, you know, I, whichever one I get, I'll end up getting back down there if I'm reaccepted and then just take it from there and kind of wing it and see how it goes. That's awesome. Well, you, you already, uh, you already answered my first question was, uh, what kind of internship were you looking for? So, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so, so that's really neat. So I, I do want to get into, uh, I do want to get into all of that, but I want to, to kind of know like what was the application process like uh like i i I assume it's pretty extensive but i want to kind of know like how how it kind of played out sure it for so first what happened was i applied for the college program first and i had gotten accepted i think it was within five days of applying which was a lot faster than my first college program and I think the reason for that was because I had already done one previously so there and I was also working for the company uh, in New York at the time so my process is a little bit expedited and that was just this again the same process that it was as any other college program but for the professional internship it was the application process online you needed Uh, the resume, cover letter, the personality test that they did. I, since I had already done that for the college program one, I stepped over that because it was the same, like within the same application. And then I was contacted for a phone interview. So I did a phone interview. And then after that, it was a very extensive wait period. And they tell you that on the phone, like while you're talking to them, you might not hear back from us for about six to nine weeks. So it's, you know, 
two oh, and a half geez. to three months of waiting. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's a, a little very, intense. Very long time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that part was fairly similar to the application for the college program where it was the online, then you had the phone interview. And then after I had my phone interview, probably three or four weeks after that, I had received an email asking if I was still interested in the put in the college, oh, I'm sorry, in the professional internship program. Uh, yeah, um, I've been waiting. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, I know. No kidding. I'm still interested. Um, (laughs) So I received an email and that took me to like another web interview. So I did, it was like a web interview questionnaire. So I filled all that out. And then I want to say maybe three to five days after that, I had received an email stating that I was being offered the position. So... I accepted, obviously, because I freaked out. (laughs) You get your dream role and you're like, "Uh, yes, please. And after that, it was, you had to pick, or you actually didn't get to pick this time for the professional internship. They said, okay, you're going to be arriving on this day. This is it. Like, you have to figure out your housing situation. And you'll hear from us again once it's closer to the start of your program. And after that, I actually heard from guest relations at Magic Kingdom over the phone. So they called and said, hi, my name is so-and-so. I just wanted to let you know that you're actually going to be a guest relations hostess at Magic Kingdom. So that was very different from the college program because when I was in the college program a few years ago, you didn't find out where you were working until you came to do all of your onboarding paperwork at casting. So the process for the professional internship was they actually called you and told you where you were going to be working, like where your role was specifically. So I had all of that information before starting, which was really easy on my mind because no matter what type of internship you're doing, your concern is, oh my gosh, where am I going to be working? Like, what can I get excited about? What do I have to look forward to before you even get there? So you knew you were going to be guest relations. I just want to clarify. You knew you were going to be guest relations. You just didn't know where in Walt Disney World. Correct. So I, when I had applied for the professional internship, I applied for three different roles, all that had to do with my major, but the one they ask you in the phone interview to rank the positions, like which is your first, second, and third choice. Guest relations was my number one. My second was event coordinator, like in-park event coordinator. I honestly don't even remember what the third role I was applied for. Oh, so it was sort of like a choice that you had for the college program? Um, Kind of. So for the college program, they ask you, you get to apply for specific positions, which is the same with the professional internship. But in the professional internship, they more or less take into consideration your ranking of roles. In the college program, you you get what you get and you don't get upset. Gotcha. Okay. Because the perf- because the professional internship is a little bit more prestigious, they say, okay, these this is what you applied for. I'll go over, you know, a description of it with you. What is your ranking on it? Like, what is your number one choice? What is your number two? What is your three? Or do you, or do you not have a preference? But for me, I wanted that guest relations role. I had dreamed about it for you know, it was like sixteen years at that point. So I was like, nope, I want guest relations. <laughs> I want that. And if I can't have that, then I'll go into events. And so I got accepted for 
the guest relations position. And after I had heard that I was accepted for it, um, that's when I was actually contacted by Magic Kingdom Guest Relations informing me that my role was going to be taking place in that park. Wow. That's mm -hmm. that's amazing. Okay. Yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah, before we kind of get into the role, so what so was it this was after college, correct? Yes, yeah, so I was actually a senior in college when I was going through the application. So I decided that my spring semester senior year I was gonna reapply and go down after graduation if I was reaccepted. And okay. I was, so that's what I did. <laughs> cool. And and so so what year did this college or the professional internship begin? This was June twenty thirteen to June twenty fourteen. Okay. Oh, so it was a full it was a full year. Yes, I was lucky enough that towards the end of the first part of my program because the professional internships are six months. Uh, towards the end of my six months, I was asked if I uh, asked if I wanted to extend my program, and, and I said that I would be interested in accepting if they wanted to still have me, and thankfully they did. <laughs> so I was there for a full year. Gotcha. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so I mean, now what kind of like what kind of training was involved for guest relations? A lot, a okay. lot of training. Actually, you know so, what? Before actually, so before we go into that, what was uh -huh. what's your what was the overall job duty of working at guest relations, and like where were you stationed in the Magic Kingdom? Everywhere. So guest relations is not assigned to a specific section of the park. So for Magic Kingdom, every land has a specific costume and those cast members have to stay in that land so that they don't ruin the show or the magic of it. Because you don't want to see someone who works in Tomorrowland walking down, you know, in Liberty Square because it's it, it ruins the illusion. Of course, yeah. So for, for guest relations, it was one of the roles that was actually universal. So you could be anywhere in the park at any time of the day um, for, for whatever you have it. But I was in City Hall. I worked in Town Square Theater in the what was called the Service Center. This was when my Disney experience first rolled out. So I was actually part of that, that rollout team, which was really exciting. Um, I worked in all the different lands when they first started doing Fast Pass kiosks for the Magic Bands. And then I also worked the ticketing window for guest relations at the front entrance of the park. And I also worked um, park entrance with um, all of the cast members that work park entrance so that do the touch points and the turnstiles. We were there as their line of defense. If anything happened with ticketing, we would be like right on the spot to try and assist and avoid any issues and get them, get our guests into the park as quickly as possible. Okay, gotcha. It sounds mm -hmm. like you're going to have a lot of stories, which I'm excited yes. about. Yes. <laughs> So, so yeah, so going back to my, my previous question was like, what kind of, what was the training involved for that? I mean, you don't have to go into like two specifics, but like how long was it? And like, yeah, just anything you want to tell wow. about that. Um, it was, I think it was just about a month. Maybe it was three weeks. It was somewhere from three weeks to a month. Because what Disney does is when you first start working for them, you have to go through traditions, which is their orientation. So that's usually a day. Um, and then you do what's called on-the-job training, which is where you basically sit in a classroom at Disney University. And you do five, usually five days of training, depending on what your role is. So you kind of get like background information. Um, once you do those five days and you learn all the systems that you're going to be using, we learned all of the different types of tickets. 
We learned how to use the ticketing system. We learned how to use the recovery system, the documenting system, any anything that you could possibly imagine that guest relations is involved with is what was learned in those five days. We learned um, also the dining system to book dining reservations. We learned how to use the internal system. It was a lot of information in a very short amount of time. And then once you do your five days there, then they say, okay, you're being shipped out to your parks because this was like a property, like a, um, a role-wide training that you do at Disney University. And then from there they go, okay, you're, you're done here. And now it's time for you to head to your job. And then your trainers for your specific locations are gonna take it from here. And then you did about another week to a week and a half of training in like in the actual role itself. So you were in your costume, you had your name tag on, you had your earning your ears badge on, and you were going through all of the daily tasks that a hostess who's already completed their training that's been there for whether it's they've been out of training for a week or they've been there since the park opened for 40 years, that's that's what you're learning. Wow. That's yes. <laughs> super intense, but uh, I'm, sure, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure you needed it as a uh, guest relations. Oh, yes. And especially if there were people who weren't as familiar with the park, because sometimes you can do a pro- you can do a college program out in Anaheim for Disneyland. And as long as you did that college program, you can still apply for a professional internship that's alumni only at Disney World. So you might not be as well versed with Disney World as you are with Disneyland and, you know, and vice versa. Um, so if you, you know, did a college program, but you aren't familiar with how tickets work or you aren't familiar with, you know, dining reservations, it, you had to you had to go through all of this no matter what your experience with the company was previously. Okay. All right. So what was like, what was like a day to day? Like, was it, did you work like the a nine to five or was it crazy hours? Like if you were, crazy to be hours. On, it was crazy hours. It's okay. Crazy yeah. hours, And I loved every second of it. Okay. <laughs> uh, the first part of my internship, I actually worked a lot of morning shifts. So it was, you know, waking up at like six o'clock, um, leaving at six 30, getting to the park, maybe 7, 7.30, depending on what time I was scheduled, opening the park in the morning, being out front, you know, being with guests at the the morning show. This is when they still did the morning show out at the train station, welcoming guests into the park after a rope drop. So a lot of my time was actually evenly split. So for the first six months, I was on a lot of morning shifts. I would work anywhere between... 7.30 and 10 a.m. And I'd usually be out of work around anywhere from 3.30 to 7. And then when my program extended, I was working a lot of a lot of night, like nighter time shifts. So I would go into work at 2 and I'd get out at 8.30 or I'd go into work at 3 and I'd get there at 11. But I actually loved all of all of the shifts that I was able to work there. The only thing I didn't like was being up very early, doing my hair and then getting to work. And because it was so humid out, it looked like I did nothing to it. (laughs) That was the only only bad part about working mornings (laughs) in the middle of the summer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But my schedule was all over the place. There were times where I'd be there at at seven o'clock in the morning. And then the next day I went into work at 8 p.m. and worked until five o'clock in the morning. 
Oh, jeez. What? Those 5 a.m.? What are you doing till 5 a.m.? <laughs> so anytime, what Magic Kingdom used to do is they used to have their extra magic hours really late in the summer where they would be open until 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock to the public. And if they were open till 1 o'clock for the public, then extra magic hours would take place from 1 a.m. till 3 a.m. And guest relations was because we were right at the front of the park in City Hall, we were the last cast members to leave except for anyone that worked overnight, which was then usually anyone in retail or in merchandise, and then um, our overnight cleaning crew that would come in. So we were the last ones there, and usually it took anywhere from an hour to an hour and 15 minutes for the park to be completely cleared of all guests. So we couldn't leave until the last guest left the park. So, so I guess I'm just a little confused as to what you're, I mean, what did you actually do? I mean, I don't know if that's like a weird way to put no, it. But no, no, like, no, you're fine. <laughs> but like, so, so you're guest relations, but how did you answer guest questions or did you manage um, cast members? Like kind of no, going cast to... members. We, okay. It was strictly, it was strictly a guest facing role. So if you, if you could think of what I did when I was at front desk yeah, and just take that and put it into a park. Okay. Is pretty much what it was. So it was everything except checking guests in. It was, it was ticketing, it was dining reservations, it was answering questions, oh, it was so... helping with my Disney experience, it was helping with magic bands, any like technical issue oh, or guest question. I feel, that I feel they like had. an idiot. Okay. So you No, were... no, you're fine. <laughs> Alright, so you were so you were, so you were at the, the the guest relations like booth or desk where people if they have issues with like their magic bands or tickets, if something's not working properly, they come Anything to you. And everything. Okay, for if some they had reason... a complaint, if they were giving someone a compliment, if they had questions that they needed answered, if they needed help booking a dining reservation, if they needed birthday buttons, or if they wanted stickers, or they wanted to do pin trading, we were basically the go-to people in the parks. Okay, I guess I was just confused because you had mentioned that your uniforms were like you could walk anywhere around the park. Yes. So I guess mm -hmm. I, I imagined you just kind of shuffling your way around the park. So that's why I was just slightly Sometimes. confused. Okay. Well, that happened as well because when Disney first rolled out My Disney Experience and that went like live to the public, they started doing it in testing phases. And we had to be stationed at various areas of the park for guests, for us to be easily accessible to guests if they were having any issues with their magic bands or their fast passes. So we would have, we had kiosks set up over in Fantasyland, we had them in Frontierland and Adventureland, like where that bridge is, um, and then in the back of Fantasyland by Storybook Circus, and then we had them in Tomorrowland. So essentially, we had to be anywhere we were told to go at a specific time. So each day you clocked in, you were basically doing something different. So one day I could have spent the whole day in City Hall. The next day I could have been working service center, which it was the go-to for anything my Disney experience related. And then that day I could either be in Town Square Theater, helping out in there, or I could have been sent to the front of the park to help at the touch points or that they were turnstiles, so they were switching over at that point as well. So they had 
both in the park, which was really interesting to watch. Or I could have been in Fantasyland helping out at the kiosks over there. Or I could have been in Storybook Circus. I could have been over in um, Adventureland and Frontierland. So on those days, I was kind of everywhere. And then on the days where I was working the window, or if I was working out at the park entrance, usually I just kind of bounce back and forth between the two, depending on what demand was and depending on who, who needed help or who needed to go to break. Just really how many people were in the park that day as well. Okay. Wow. That's, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, c I can only imagine what it was like during the time that you that the magic bands had started rolling out. Mm -hmm. It um, was interesting. Yeah. I, I <laughs> yeah. just remember... I just remember during that time there were people were just so negative about the magic bands coming out because they were just mm -hmm. they thought it was it was going to ruin their vacation. They're like, oh, Disney's going to be tracking us everywhere. Right. Now it's and like it, it's, we really don't. They don't have a way to do that. And you you can't be tracked without permission given. And that was a, a very big concern for people. And it's like, no, we promise we're not tracking you like it doesn't have a GPS on it. It's literally a chip that you wear it's the same chip that's in your ticket except it's on a bracelet and it's more convenient for you so instead of constantly pulling your ticket out of your pocket or out of your wallet or out of your purse everyone just wears it on their wrist they go right up to the kiosk um they can change their fast pass they go right up to the attraction they just tap and go they can tap and punch their pin in um, when they're purchasing, you know, food or souvenirs, they can just charge it back to their room. So it's the exact same thing that the key card was, but it was on your wrist. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. I remember I was actually yeah. really mad because we went in October. <laughs> we went in October of 2013. Mm -hmm. And we, we the day we arrived, the following day was when, because we stay at Wilderness Walt Lodge, the mm -hmm. following day was when Wilderness Lodge was able to gain access to Magic Bands. Mm -hmm. But since we arrived the day before, we couldn't get it. And we were there for a week. So we had missed it by like a day. Oh. Yeah. So I was really excited to try the Magic Bands. So mm -hmm. it was, I was super, I was really bummed out when we, we couldn't try it for the whole vacation. I was like, oh, that's a Consider shame. yourself lucky. Because <laughs> they're a lot more user-friendly now than it was when it first went live. Because there are so many people that were like, I just, I don't understand. It's not making sense. Whether they were tech-savvy or not tech-savvy, it was a very hard app to use. And Disney's made a lot of improvements to the app where it is so much more user-friendly than it was originally gotcha okay yeah mm -hmm. cool. so be happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah you get the better experience now that it's been out for a few years <laughs> <laughs> well that's good to hear <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah cool so we have we have about like 10 15 minutes left but i want to get into um like some of the more memorable moments like if there were some cool stories like what were some of your favorite memories while you're working on the professional internship oh my my favorite hands down was working the holiday season so working from essentially the end of like August. Oh, okay. Sorry. Go mm -hmm. on. No, you're fine. The end of August to Christmas was absolutely magical. I'd never seen, um, I saw Halloween once before that, but that was on a very quick trip. I was like there for a day and gone. So getting to experience all of the decorations being switched over, working on Main Street during the Halloween party or working at the park entrance during those parties, seeing everyone in their costumes, like Magic Kingdom was completely transformed. And for me, like I have goosebumps talking about it. I absolutely 
love Halloween. It is my favorite holiday. And I actually volunteered to work as many of the Halloween parties as I could because the atmosphere was just, it, it was intoxicating. Oh, it was I would, absolutely yeah. amazing. I would it totally was completely have done magical. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then working Christmas was a lot of fun as well. I loved watching the parade every night and you could smell like the air smelled like peppermint and we had the snope on Main Street and that was so much fun too. So working all of the holiday parties for me was one of my favorite parts, if not my absolute favorite part of the internship. Oh, that's, yeah, that's really neat. I, mm -hmm. I would try to do, I would be like the same as you, I would try to work every single party. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the Halloween party is amazing oh, my favorite my favorite yeah. <laughs> i would yeah. if i was um working and i worked when like if i came in earlier in the day so if i came in um about noon and was scheduled till about 8 30 that was when you know at six o'clock is when everything switches over so day guests have to leave the park by seven o'clock because that's when the party starts and it was the whole like transition from day guest to party guest it was so much fun i would try and stay later if i could just to like enjoy all the excitement going on <laughs> because i didn't want to go home i wanted to stay and enjoy it <laughs> no definitely um so so were you able to make any like magical moments for yes, customers so because many because <laughs> i would assume i mean the thing is like people are coming to you because they are having some kind of technical issue which mm -hmm. isn't their fault it's just no yeah mm -hmm. but it's the thing is i guess if say you have a magic band issue and it's like mm -hmm. 20 30 minutes of your yeah, their it takes time. time yeah yeah and it's just like they're it's taking time away from their vacation so it's like what, can, what, what do you guys usually do to oh go to ahead what's your theory for, yeah no absolutely so for me if anyone had spent more than that 20 minutes with me that's cut you know that's cutting into their fast pass time that's cutting into them getting snacks or something before heading to an attraction or whether they were going to see a show my method was make it rain fast passes <laughs> make it rain fast passes. <laughs> make it rain fast passes because that is one of the things that made every no no matter who you were it made everyone happy oh yeah like i'm you know i'm so sorry that this issue has taken so much of your time what i'm gonna do make a little extra magic for you i'm gonna grab some fast passes that way you guys can hit a few extra rides before you leave the park this evening or um i love to make it rain mickey bars and dole whips that was <laughs> awesome too. it's like oh my gosh you're so cute it's your first visit to disney you're here with your mom your dad and your big brother you have the cutest little ears I'm going to get you some Mickey bars and make your day complete. And parents would go wild over you giving their kids free things. <laughs> you know, everyone goes wild over free things. But from Disney, oh, it's like the cream of the crop. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. Yeah. But I, I got to do a, a lot of magic making. And I think that is what I miss most about that job. Oh, yeah. Doing all of the magical moments. Because there, I would make magic every single day. Every was there any day I was at work was there anything that like stood out to you at all there was so um after my professional internship was over I actually left Disney went to work for another company in the area and I, I still had an I bought an annual pass so I was still going to the parks all the time I would go and talk to all my old managers and you know see them and visit them one day one of my managers said I'm so glad you're here she goes I've held on to this because I knew you were going to be coming back to the park eventually because you have your pass she goes 
I'm not sure, you probably don't remember these guests, but they wrote a really nice letter about you. And it got sent to us, and it got sent specifically to me. And be I know you still live here. I know you're still in the area. So I kept it, hoping that I would see you again soon so I could give it to you. And after I had separated from the company, um, a guest wrote a very nice letter stating that I made their first trip there as a family with their, their uh, one-year-old daughter the most amazing trip they had in their life and that because of me that they were forever going to be visiting Disney and um, basically I did something really really simple but something that really touched them I was talking to them at the end of their night and they were stating that they were only here for another day and they had so much fun and we were just chit-chatting and I said oh did you get your daughter her ears yet like her first pair of ears and the dad was like, no, I, I don't think there's any that will fit her because she's so young. And I said, no, we actually have like baby size hats that you can get. It's called my first pair of ears. And they had light pink one for girls and then baby blue ones for boys. So I made a little magic for them. I got them a complimentary pair of the ears and complimentary embroidering for the back of the hat so that they could get her name written on it or, you know, my first trip to Disney. And they were standing in city hall like overjoyed sent mom to go do it and then dad was like let me just go check on her ears will you still be here and i said yes i you know i don't leave for another hour i would love to come and see them when they're done i ended up getting sent home early oh no yeah (laughs) i didn't get to see them again but they wrote into our communications office and wrote this letter about how much I had touched them and how much, you know, this just a simple gesture and, and my friendliness and my compassion made their trip and they would forever be thankful. And my old manager had given me that letter and I literally stood in, on Main Street as I'm reading this, like crying because I did something that made someone so excited and made them so happy that they were going to be coming back and visiting because of me. And the, the, the simple fact that I had that much power to take someone's trip and just make it and make them want to come back and visit because of the simple magic of, of Disney and the simple magic of what I did is so rewarding. And it's so mind-blowing that I actually made someone feel that way. And I still have that letter. I actually keep it in my bedside table because it's that memory right there, even though it wasn't while I was, the situation happened while I was working for the company, but the after effect is after I wasn't working for the company anymore to see that that had still affected them in such a way, even though I wasn't working there anymore, it was incredible. And that for me was hands down my favorite memory for, from working for Disney forever. Wow. That's truly a great story. And that's definitely a memory that, they're going to cherish for oh, yeah. as, as long as they live. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're always going to remember that time. And every time yeah. they come to Disney, they're going to, they're going to think about that. So, mm-hmm. and it was awesome. And I hope that if they're out there, if they're hearing it, I thank you because they not only made me happy, but that simple interaction right there and what came of it made my whole time with the company, my whole time in hospitality completely worth every step of the way. Nice. That's really cool. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Well, I think that's a. I think that's kind of like a, a good good way to uh, get a, to kind of end the the show here. But to t- before we end, I want to know: Is mm-hmm. there any advice that you could give for people who are looking for maybe a professional internship or 
I, I mean, whether or not they were on the Disney College program, because I know, mm-hmm. again, like we said earlier, some internships, you have to have the prerequisite, mm-hmm. but I know some others you don't. So any if there's mm-hmm. any advice that you can give for someone trying to do this. Absolutely. If you are thinking about it, go for it. Nothing bad can come of you trying and pursuing your dream. It, for me, was one of the, like I said, one of the most rewarding experiences of my life. And I recommend it to anyone who is even thinking about it. My biggest tip of advice is do your research on your role because you will be asked in your phone interview why you want it, why this is the role that's your priority, what interests you about it, how does it relate to your major, how does it relate to what you want to do with your career, even if it doesn't relate to it. Try and tie it in if you can and make your interview special. Make it about not just you, but the person that is interviewing you. When you open your arms and welcome them into the conversation, you're making it a two-way conversation, not a one-way conversation. And that goes to advice for anyone who's doing any type of interview anywhere. It always has to be a two-way interview. I absolutely love doing interviews and I love being on the side of it where I'm the one getting the interview mm-hmm. and it's just You're like such a rush of adrenaline. People. <laughs> yes, I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> but to, to anyone that's interviewing for anything anywhere, make the conversation about everyone that's involved, whether it's you and one other person or you in a panel interview, include everybody because that is not something that a lot of people who are interviewing do and because of that that is going to make you shine so that right there is my biggest piece of advice make sure the interview is not just about you but everyone that's involved no i i totally agree and that's definitely sound advice and i feel like that's kind of how i go about whenever i interview is Mm -hmm. you need to make that you really need to make that personal connection you do um because if you don't then it is what it is. I mean, my mm-hmm. last job, I in my interview, I talked about video games and movies, and that's how. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, so after, got it. after the important questions, yeah, and yes, I, yes. I, I, but I was able to make that personal connection because that's what we had in common, and uh, mm-hmm. and I mean, it, I guess it kind of helped me get the job, but uh, I mean, okay. that's it's what you have to do, and I totally yes. totally agree with that. So, when when you can make the person who's interviewing you turn around and tell you that your parents would be proud because you have a good head on your shoulders. That is one of the most incredible things you can ever be told. Hmm. And this person, they, they're only getting 30 to 45 minutes, maybe an hour at most of your time. They are going to learn so much about you or they're not going to learn anything about you at all. So you want to make sure that that person is your best friend. And that is what I do every single time I have an interview for any type of position. And 99% of the time, it works out in my favor. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. don't, Don't hesitate. Go for it. If you're applying, if you're interested, do your research. Get yourself out there. Get going. It's an awesome opportunity. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. Well, Danny, thank you so much for for coming on the show again. Oh my gosh, thanks uh, for having me, Matt. I had yeah. a blast. No, well, I'm glad you did. Um, <laughs> but if people want to find you, where where can they find you? I am on Instagram, easily accessible to you at nyc.in, which is the word in dot Disney. So nyc.in Disney. Cool. 
Dot, well, that's awesome. Dot Disney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, uh, congratulations on the engagement. I, I wish you. you well. So I assume <laughs> I assume you're going to get married and go on your honeymoon in Disney World, right? Uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about a Disney wedding. It, it is in the back of my mind, but the question is, how expensive is it going to be? Uh, very, very, well, yeah. uh-huh. very yeah, there's, I don't get that cast member discount anymore. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe maybe you'll find uh, some kind of hookup for that or whatever. Someone will... Maybe I'll win the lotto. That would be great. Yeah, I think that'll help. So. <laughs> it might. If so, then absolutely Disney wedding and you will be invited. <laughs> oh, perfect. Hey, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take any chance yes. I can get to Disney. <laughs> all right, Danny. Well, I'll, I hope you have a great night. All right. Thanks again for Thanks coming. Thanks so much. You too. Bye, everyone. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Danny, thank you so much for coming to the show today. It was such a pleasure having you once again. And I think you had such great advice if anyone is interested in doing one of these professional internships at Walt Disney World. So make sure you guys follow her advice. But And Danny, th- again, congrats on your engagement. That's amazing. So... But all right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for another episode. If you're not subscribing to the podcast already, please do so on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or however you listen to podcasts. And make sure you leave us a review if you can. It'll really help out the show. And guys, if you're not checking out accesspresspodcast.com, make sure you do so because we are posting some great articles up there now. We have a lot of great content. We have another uh, we have another writer on the show. His name is Dave Mello. He was actually on the show back on episode 45. So he was a he was one of the cast members that we interviewed a while ago, but he's now doing some writing for the Access Press podcast team. So he joined the team now. So Dave, thank you. I mean, this is exciting. I'm, I'm glad you're able to join the team. Thank you so much for joining and helping us out with the, the website. So make sure you guys are checking out the website because there's some great articles up. We just posted Dave's first article um, just tonight. This is on Wednesday we're recording this, so we just posted his first article. Uh, Giovanni's posting great articles up there. We're talking about what's going on with the Disney um, the Disney merger with Fox, uh, Katie and I will be discussing that on this upcoming episode show and what that kind of means for the theme parks, but Giovanni gave his opinion. So make sure you check out accesspresspodcast.com for all of that great information. So, but yeah, and guys, if you were a previous cast member and you would like to be interviewed on the show, just reach out to us. You can shoot me an email over at accesspresspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can contact us through the website or through social media. But, all right, guys, that's uh, that's that's it for the show. Thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt from the Excess Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage. Bon voyage.